Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Please consider supporting Black Women United, YEG, for the protection and advancement of black women and girls in Alberta. You can learn more about them at bwunited.ca. They are always looking for donations and volunteers. So please, again, support Black Women United, YEG, for the protection and advancement of black women and girls in Alberta. Again, that website is bwunited.ca. Hey, this is Nicole calling from Hamilton, and I needed to let everyone know that I really proudly support Beach and Creative Control. I have for many years, I will for many more, as long as he keeps delivering these amazing interview podcasts. When you hear one of Beach's interviews, you think he's known this guest for years, they're good friends. Uh, but the truth is, he approaches every interview, whether it's sort of up and coming indie artists or established icons or like famous intimidating comedians with Uh, a really deep, genuine curiosity, so he's never met this person, and the same really warm uh, candor, so he's known them forever. I think it really lends to a great chat, no matter who he's talking to, and for that reason, I think you should throw Vish, like what, a dollar a month? He's got jokes. The jokes make it worth it. Support Creative Control on Patreon. To make your flexible monthly donation to Creative Control, please visit patreon.com slash creativecontrol today. I'm Visha's wife, and remember, when you name a dog Janet or Timothy, you are dragging humanity down just a little bit. Mamadou Soleimani is a gifted guitarist, expressive singer, and outspoken songwriter who originally hails from Agadez in Niger. Known the world over as Mdou Mokhtar and leading a band of the same name, Soleimani and Mdou Mokhtar have recently released a powerful second record. It's called Afrique Victime and was brought into this world via Matador Records on May 21st, 2021. I recently connected with Mdu in Niger, his bandmate and producer Mikey Colton in America, and from Paris, France, Mdu's translator, 
Penny Campbell, all to have a chat about Afrique Victim, in which we also discussed what it's like living in, working in, and also traveling back and forth from Agadez in Niger, touring other countries extensively, writing love songs and political protest anthems, and the inherent risk in doing the latter, contemporary French colonialism, the band's utterly unique approach to recording sessions, their collaborations with Matt Sweeney and Bonnie Prince Billy of Superwolves, future plans, and much more. A part of the Entertainment One Network with the support of listeners like you who follow and subscribe to this podcast and spread the word about it and make flexible monthly donations at patreon.com slash creative control with additional support from Blackbird Music, a well-stocked record store with locations in Edmonton and Calgary, and friendly staff who will happily help you source special orders for hard-to-find titles, which you can learn more about at blackbird.ca, and Massey Hall's concert film series live at MasseyHall.com, where you can stream dozens of 30-minute films for free, including performances by past podcast guests like Leathern, plus in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton. This is the 615th episode of Creative Control, featuring the lovely and talented Mdu Mokhtar with your host, me, Vish Khanna. Uh, hello, Mdu, Mikey, Penny, are you there? Yay! Hey, Vish. Hey, Penny. Hello. Nice to chat with all of you. It's uh, very nice to chat with all of you. I'm going to ask each of you to introduce yourselves one at a time. I'm going to begin uh, with Mdu. Mdu, how are you and where in the world are you? I'm good. I am in Niger, in Tawa, that it's uh, in the middle. Very nice. How are things going there uh, as we're speaking? Is it uh, everything going well? Every, everything is going bad. Oh, very! Is it very bad? Why is it going bad? What's going on? Uh, the problem for the terrorists. Oh, is it? Oh, I. So it's. Are you? Are you safe? Are you okay? Mm, I'm safe, but my community it's not safe. Oh man. Okay. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's hard to hear. Um, is there any hope in sight? Is there any resolution coming? Or, I guess you you don't know at this point. I'm guessing. Yeah, I think so. I think so because the Tuareg is starting to buy the gun and the Arab too and all the people in the area to just protect ourselves because we can just wait and then like uh, we can we can just wait and then the terrorists come to kill everyone here. We have to survive and protect ourselves. It's what everyone think. We didn't do the same system like Nigerian system. The terrorists come and ask them the money, and then they give them the money, and the next time they come and kill everyone. We we don't have the time for that, and then I don't think that's going to be a good idea. It's better to die in the honor. Yes. Um, hmm. Have you ever... I know you have a deep love of your country, of Niger, and your homeland and the people there. Um but it does not sound safe. Have you ever considered living somewhere else by chance? Yeah, I'm just thinking a little bit. One, the situation is very, very bad, weird for my family. Maybe I'm going to leave the country, but not me. I will be back to fight with everyone. I prefer to die here in my 
like with my community and then just watch them every time the terrorists kill them i f i prefer to die with them just i have my family and then i'm scary about it and my mom too she's so old and then that's gonna interrupt me when i'm here but when the situation is very weird like when my people need me i'm here for them forever i prefer like uh, mm. to die with them and then just watch them in the television or, or someone gonna call me just tell me about the situation i prefer to be in the middle well, that's obviously very noble of you, and it's very horrifying to hear this uh, from my vantage point. Um, and I assume we may talk a little bit more about uh, what it's like for you to live in Niger, but I also want to take a moment to uh, introduce the other people uh, on the call. Uh, so thank you for that, Emdu, but we'll be back with you in just a moment. But yes, first of all, uh, Penny, are you there? Yep. Hi. Hi, Penny. Where in the world are you? So I'm in Paris right now. Right. Nice. And how are things going in Paris? Uh, bars have just reopened. And yeah, quite well. <laughs> yes, comparably quite well. I, I, I'm sure that's fair to say. Where? Uh, what is your role? Yep. What is your role today in this conversation? I might as well clarify that for people listening. So I'm a translator. So I'm going to be translating for Endu uh, if we're going from French to English. Right. And and how many languages do you speak, Penny? May I ask? Uh, so I also speak Spanish. So that's three. Three. Now, did you learn this all on like Duolingo or something? How did you, how have you come to learn all of these languages? Because my dad's Scottish and my mom's French. Right. Scottish is almost a language unto itself, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> but I don't have the accent, tragically. <laughs> you have a little bit, a little bit of the accent. And now you have a bit I of I wish a, I did. Yes. Well, it's nice to have you. Thank you for uh, helping us today. It's really appreciated. And, uh, we move on now. It's my great pleasure. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, Mikey, are you there? I'm here, yeah. Nice to meet you this way, I suppose. Uh, my, where in the world are you? So I live in New York, but I'm currently in the desert in Arizona. Also in a desert. Okay. Uh, what, what brings you to Arizona? I'm at my partner's brother's wedding. Oh, lovely. Is it like a full-on, you Americans with the gatherings already, I must say, a little judgy over here. I'm sorry if I sound judgy. Do you hear the tone in my voice? No, I'm I'm with you on that <laughs> and definitely freaked out to be here without a mask. But it's, I don't know, It's there's less than uh, 20 people here. There's probably about 15 people and everything's outside. I see. And you don't have, you don't have a mask at all? There's masks in certain places, but um, at the wedding, people are kind of spread out. And are you vaccinated, if I might ask? I'm vaccinated, and also everyone else at the wedding is vaccinated. Oh, okay. Maybe you're okay there. It's well, a bunch congrats. of doctors. Oh, right. right. Okay. There's, there's a doctor in the house. Should there yeah, the exactly. need arise? Yes. Okay. Have you ever been to, and I know this, I believe, you've been to Niger before, yes, yourself? I have, yeah. I, I first went in 2017, and I've been going um, once or twice a year since. Now, for those of us who don't fully comprehend what that means, lots of us, when we used to be able to travel, we would pack up our bags, get on a plane, head to wherever we were going. Easy as pie, you know. The trek to, to see Emdu Mokhtar is not an easy one. Is that fair to say? Yeah. No, it, it takes a while to get to Emdu, and... Um, yeah, it's it's a bunch of hurdles. It's a bunch of planes to get to Agadez. It's a it's a long bus ride through the desert, rocking back and forth. 
When you say long, can you put a figure on that? How many hours? It's about 28 to Agadez from the capital of Niamey. 28 hours on a bus through the desert. Yeah. Okay. Have you had any ordeals doing that? I mean, we for those of us who know a little bit about that region, and certainly the plight of migrants uh, in that region, we know it's not... It's not safe necessarily, and if you if your vehicle stalls, you're in trouble. I believe that's my understanding. Have you ever had any close calls or felt a little unsafe? I've never. As everything's happening over there, being with Mdu and his family and the rest of the band, I've never felt unsafe. I know that they're always kind of watching out for me, mm-hmm. and that's kind of a beautiful thing. On the bus, Mdu, do you remember the first time we took the bus and there was a bus in front of us and it backed up into our bus and broke the window? But this is also not a big... This happens all the time. And the remember the window was cracked, but we kept going. And I think in the U.S. at least, if that happens, <laughs> the trip is canceled, but not there. Right, right. So... Right. Okay. I appreciate that. Uh, so that's about it. Otherwise, you feel safe when you're there, but the, the the trek itself has otherwise been. I mean, it's 28 hours. What do you do on the? What do you do on a 28 hour bus ride there, Mikey? Well, that's the thing too. That's really interesting. Is I'm very into putting my headphones on and tuning out, listening to music or a podcast. But no one does that on the bus. It's kind of a time to reflect. Hmm. And so joining in on everyone and little bit of talking with your neighbor, but mostly just kind of staring out the window, spacing out and kind of reflecting on yourself and and all that. Right. Uh, Mdu, given where you live, the remote area that you live in and the travel it takes to, to get anywhere from there to there, have you come to love traveling? Do you like traveling or is it? Still, a, any kind of struggle for you to travel a lot? Uh, Endo, du coup, il y a une question pour toi. Oui. Uh, est-ce que tu aimes bien parce qu'il y a Mikey qui racontait qu'il fallait 28 heures uh, entre New York et Agadez, uh, que du coup c'était un très long voyage. Et toi, est-ce que toi tu aimes les voyages et voyager ou est-ce que c'est pas intéressant pour toi de faire de pendant très longues heures conduire, par exemple? Je vais répondre en français ou bien en anglais? Uh, anglais. Uh, okay? Ang- uh, ouais. Oh, does he, want, does he want to answer in French? Toi, tu préfères quoi? Comme vous voulez. Ça m'est égal. Bah, je pense, euh, je pense que Vich préfère en anglais, si tu peux. Bon, comme tu es là, je vais parler en français et tu les traduis. Bon, okay. le, le voyage est très difficile. Bien sûr que oui, mais je peux rien faire. Donc, c'est mon métier. Qui, qui exige ça, donc je peux rien y faire. Donc, euh, et, et du coup, le problème en est que ma famille n'était plus à Agadez en ces temps lorsque j'étais à Agadez. Euh, et puis, c'est pas facile, c'est pas vraiment très facile. Quand je vais voyager, je suis obligé de voyager. Par exemple, quand je vais voyager les 15, je suis obligé de quitter ma maison les 10 pour. Euh, Je vais passer toute la journée en voyageant pour être à, à, à la maison, faire deux jours encore. Et après, seconde journée, encore je continue pour être à Niamey. 
Donc c'est pas facile pour moi. Et quand je retourne, c'est pareil. Il faut que je reste un peu pour voir la famille. Après, je continue sur Agadez. Donc c'était très difficile pour moi, mais après j'ai trouvé la solution. J'ai compris que vraiment je peux, je peux plus. C'est vraiment très difficile. Et je me suis déménagé. Maintenant, je suis à Tawa. Ma famille c'est pas loin de moi. Et du coup, Niamey aussi c'est pas loin de moi. Donc voilà pourquoi j'ai choisi de rester ici à Tawa. Yeah, so no, I mean, traveling is honestly always a struggle, but that's how it is. There's nothing I can do about it. And, you know, also my job, that's part of it, right? So that's how it is. Uh, it used to be quite a big issue for me to travel back and forth from Agadez to be able to see my family. If I had to be somewhere on the 15th of a given month, I would have to leave my house on the 10th and then stop on the way to see my family and then go to whatever location. So traveling would take days and on the way back, it would be the same story. Mm. Uh, right. But now uh, I've decided to move closer to my family. So that's why I'm living in Tawa village now. Um, I think that's a better choice. I see. So Emdu does not even, he's not currently living in Agadez. Okay. I, I understand now. Okay. And so, so Emdu, do you like Touring, though, like I understand that traveling is not your favorite thing, um, but I know like you toured cities in Canada a few years ago that Canadian artists don't even play. Um, and I was really, you know, impressed by that. Like you played some smaller cities as well as larger cities. Is it important for you to, you know, truly visit? Like if you're on tour, do you have a preference to like visit as much of the country you're in as possible? Ok, du coup, on a compris que tu n'aimais pas trop voyager, mais est-ce que tu aimes être en tournée euh, Parce que Vish a entendu que, par exemple, quand tu allais au Canada, tu allais dans plein de petites villes que même les artistes canadiens y vont pas. Euh, du coup, est-ce que c'est important pour toi, quand tu visites un pays, d'aller dans le plus d'endroits possible oui, moi, le voyage, le voyage c'est très important. Le, le voyage, vraiment, c'est quelque chose qui qui est très important pour moi aussi. Juste, je, ce que je suis en train de dire, c'est vraiment fatigant. Voilà, parce qu'on fait des tournées qui sont immenses. Donc, c'est fatigant et puis on n'a même pas beaucoup de pauses. Il faut demander, Mike, en 2019, c'était comment C'était énorme. Donc, voilà, c'est juste, je dis que le voyage, c'est fatigant, mais j'aime voyager. Et lorsque j'ai été à Canada aussi, j'ai beaucoup aimé, bien sûr que oui. J'ai beaucoup aimé et moi, le plus important pour moi, c'est de voir des publics différents et voir comment ils vont réagir, comment ils sont, est-ce qu'ils sont pareils que chez moi ou bien il y a la différence. Donc tout ça là, c'est des trucs qui sont très importants, c'est des trucs que j'apprends jour à jour, donc c'est important pour moi. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, sure, it's not pleasant, but I do love to travel, it's very important for me. I'm just saying that it's quite tiring because we, mm. we've gone, as you said, on these huge tours, right? I mean, you can ask Mikey how 2019 was. It was crazy uh, with not many pauses. But uh, yeah, I do love to travel. And uh, when I went to Canada, I really appreciated seeing uh, all the different areas of the country. And for me, the most important thing is to be able to meet the different people in the audience, right? Um, see how people in different areas will react to my music uh how they are what are in what ways are we different that makes me learn things every day so it's very important for me 
Yeah. I appreciate that, Penny. Thank you. And thank you, Emdu. Uh, Mikey, I've just been handed a note from my producer to ask you how 2019 was. Uh, can you speak to 2019? Uh, what was touring with Emdu Mokhtar like in that year? So 2019 was, it was right after, so we released the our, our album Alana the Creator um, in 2018 and 2019 we hit the road pretty hard on support of that tour and did something like 250 shows that year, always hanging out together. And, and even when we weren't on tour, we were together. And so it was, yeah. we basically lived together for, you know, more than half of that year of 2019, which was great and, you know, exhausting at the same time. And touring in uh, Canada, doing like an entire Canadian tour was pretty inspiring. I don't think many bands do that. And I think it's, uh, you know, very important important for us to kind of keep in the roots of DIY and you know as MDU comes from that world it's it's great to see there's other parts of the world that continue that tradition and you know it's the same thing that I grew up in and so you know that's super important to us is to connect in these smaller cities yeah I've I've had a few conversations with artists from across Canada recently I mean I always do I suppose and I mention MDU and they say oh yeah I saw him (laughs) I saw that band I'm like, oh, and it's like everywhere, everyone I talk to from any province. And I'm like, I'm serious, Mikey, like there's Canadians that don't even do that stuff. So <laughs> kudos. I mean, it must have been. And I mean, are you very familiar with Canada yourself, Mikey? Uh, I do love Canada, but I wasn't familiar with a lot of these places. We had a Canadian agent. And when we were looking at dates, I was like, can we just drive from the east to west? And he was like, no one really does that. And we somehow made it happen. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, uh, that's what I've been hearing. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, you know, Mikey, I neglected to ask you in particular how you uh, hooked up with Emdu. Uh, you know, you you live in New York. He lives in Niger. Is it possible for you to tell that story? Like, how are you even connected to this group of musicians? So I grew up playing music. My dad's a guitarist and... When I was about 13 years old, he was starting to play with a Malian Grio, a Malian musician, and they needed a bass player. So he asked me to join that band. And so we would tour together. And then back in 2000, uh, the end of 2011, I went to Mali for the first time. And MDU's music became popular in the cell phone trading scene in West Africa. I'm not 100% sure on this, but I think I did hear his music in Mali. Oh. And I I then was sent his first record when I was on tour in 2013 with another band and fell in love and just reached out to the label um, Sahel Sounds and just tried to bring him here and, and cut to 2017, helped him with a booking agent in the U.S. and tour managed on a couple dates mdu found out i played bass he said okay you're gonna play with us tonight i borrowed a bass and then he said come on the rest of the tour and then he said be my manager and then he said come to niger so right after that tour i went to niger with them do you just do everything that mdu says (laughs) <laughs> um, I don't do everything that he says, no. Okay. Unfortunately, I don't. Or fortunately, I don't. <laughs> Has he ever asked you to do anything so outlandish that you're like, no, I must draw the line here. I cannot do that. Well, no, but I do think that MDU, what I really like about 
working with Emdu is how curious he is and, and open to experimenting musically. So it's that's the world that I come from is like improvised music, noise music, experimental music, and jazz music. And so like he's very much open to different sonic sounds. He's very much open to trying something different, which is not something I, I'm used to. Um, working with a lot of artists from West Africa, they're mostly older, yeah. and they kind of just keep to the tradition. Right, right, okay. Emdu, can you speak to what Mikey's role has been in your life as a musician? Who is Mikey? <laughs> <laughs> My understanding is that you work with a fellow named Mikey, uh, and I, I believe he's on the line with us. Is is this not the case? Is he some sort of imposter? For real, who is Mikey? <laughs> is it Mike? Uh, 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 is it Michael? I, am I am I being too informal? <laughs> I never heard this name before. It's my first time to hear the name Mikey. I'm just no Michael Jackson. Yeah, he's a good person, Michael Jackson. I like his music. <laughs> yes, Michael Jackson is a towering figure uh, everywhere around the world. You're not familiar with uh, Mikey Colton at all. Uh, you're not familiar <laughs> with him. He's not the bass player in your band. Ah, this is my friend Emdu. <laughs> <laughs> I, my understanding is you've traveled traveled the world with this fellow. I thought yeah, you would know him by be, now. To be honest, Michael Michael is uh, he's very important in my band, and then we are really like happy to meet uh, Michael because when Michael. Uh, when we added Michael in the band and then everything is going starting to change it's uh, yeah to be honest he is a really good person and then for beginning one he said yeah I'm do I like your music I am the fan and then I say thank you and then it's uh, the first tour in United States the budget it's not we doesn't have the power to have to have uh, the driver and then the stuff with the tour it's weird you know the beginning all the beginning is hard and then mikey said he gonna help us and drive us for something like 10 days and then he was with us he drive and then he play and then yeah we, we just challenging little by little and then we know Michael is a good person we have to, to add this person in my band and then one day I'm just said Mikey can you be my manager my tour manager and then he stopped like I'm um, surprised him and then I say yeah, yeah of course uh, I'm yeah you have if it's possible for you we we need you you have to be my my tour manager and then he has, he, he he accepted that it was very very weird time for him very stress and then because he drive and then he's in the band and then he work with Sahel Sound it's a lot for one person and then yeah <laughs> and then he wake up me in the morning he he interrupt me I'm asleep he got all the time <laughs> he has to call he he has yet to be in my room yeah in the morning and then do you have to go and then I stand I I say okay we we're going to go right now 
And then five minutes later, he come. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lie. Yeah, to be honest, it's big. Yeah, it's it's uh, hard. Yeah, but he never been angry with us. He he's so lovely. And then we joke a lot with Mikey. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you, you give him a little bit of a, a fun hard time. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Mikey yeah. knows a lot about the music. How the music is going on better than me i'm old i'm 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 older but he he's better in me in music and then yeah he knows what we need because he listened for the music for a while and then when we we starting to write something or doing some new album he was such new song one i'm just telling we work together it's like simulation we just work together Mikey, you just have to do yeah. this here. I'm not. Uh, I never. I, I'm. I'm very bad in ba- bass player. I'm not a good bass player, but I have the sound in my head. Mikey, can you say? Sh- I'm. Sh- uh, it's true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Working together and and MDU hears it, but I understand at this point, spending so much time together, I understand what he wants. Hmm. Right. Okay. Now. For both of you, uh, just so you know, I, I obviously I well maybe it's not obvious to either of you. I love your band so much, and I really loved Ilana the Creator, and uh, it's a beautiful record. And then I when I listen to Afrique Victime, I feel like it's uh, it's distinct from that record in in many ways. It's obviously similar in some ways as well, but it it seems to me something of a there's some artistic growth, I suppose, if you will, or, or just different sounds being explored. Essentially, I want to know if you can talk about your approach to making the music and the and writing the songs on Afrique Victime in relation to what you already did with Alana the Creator. Can you speak to that, what you wanted to kind of accomplish that was a bit different and maybe to expand the, the band's uh, sound? Tani, il faut me traduire, s'il vous plaît. Yeah, of course. Du coup, c'était quoi pour toi quand tu as fait l'album Afrique Victime comparé à quand tu as fait Ilana the Creator C'était quoi la différence pour toi quand tu les as fait Est-ce que tu avais des ambitions différentes Est-ce que tu voulais euh, que le la musique euh, du groupe évolue entre les deux albums Oui, bien sûr que oui. Bien sûr que oui. La différence entre euh, euh, Ilana the Creator et Afrique victime que à Ilana c'était vraiment Christopher Kirkley qui décide trop et ici c'est nous qui décide mm. donc voilà ce qui fait vraiment la différence parce que moi j'aime pas trop rester dans les studios je déteste pas je respecte trop les ingénieurs de son et ce qu'ils font je, je l'adore vraiment c'est grâce à eux que beaucoup de choses ont évolué mais je parle vraiment de la stress le fait de rester dans les studios pour une semaine ou dix jours, je sens ça vraiment trop, trop gênant, c'est un peu stressant pour moi. Et euh, donc c'est nous qui décident vraiment beaucoup ici. Afrique victime, on a décidé qu'on ne va pas rester à les studios, donc ce qu'on va faire, on va faire ça petit à petit. On fait ça, on fait des morceaux et après on fait des morceaux et ainsi de suite. Donc nous avons assez de temps vraiment pour, pour bien travailler ce que nous voulons, nous voulons faire. Et voilà, donc c'est ça, c'est ça vraiment la, la différence entre Afrique victime et Ilana the Creator. 
Hmm. So, uh, yeah, of course, definitely it was quite different between Ilana the creator and Epic Victim. With Ilana, Chris Kirkley had a lot to say about how we were, like, the process of doing the album. Whereas with Afrique Victime, uh, the band is much more in control, I would say. You know, I personally don't like much being locked up in the studio for a whole week. Uh, you know, I, I really admire the work of the people who are helping us in the studio, of sound engineers, and thanks to them, my music has evolved. But I find it stressful, honestly, to stay for days and days uh, in the studio. So with Afrique Victime, uh, the recording process was quite different. Uh, we decided to record it bit by bit, uh, you know, like two songs max, like uh, at a time, and then take a pause and do something else, right? Mm. So that was great for me, that process. And then we had more time to really accomplish what we wanted to and get to where we wanted to. So that was the key difference. Appreciate that, Penny. Uh, Mdu, can you speak about the lyrical, uh, the lyrics on Afrique Victim? They seem to be a lot of love songs to that seem to be directed at a person or people, but there's also love songs uh, directed to your homeland. There's also lots of political outspokenness. Uh, can you speak to the, the lyrics on this record, maybe what inspired them? Mdo, est-ce que tu peux nous parler des paroles dans l'album Afrique Victime? On dirait qu'il y a des chansons d'amour uh, qui s'adressent à une personne et peut-être uh, au, au pays du, du Niger avec la nostalgie et il y a d'autres chansons plus politiques qui ont l'air de s'adresser à d'autres personnes. Est-ce que tu peux nous dire ce qui a inspiré les paroles de cet album Je vais commencer par où Parce qu'Afrique Victime, il y a beaucoup de thèmes dedans. Il y a l'amour, il y a la jalousie, tu vois, il y a la révolution. Il y a beaucoup de thèmes dedans. Donc je ne sais pas où, où commencer. Andrew says he doesn't know where to start because there's so many different themes in Afrique Victime. What kind of lyrics were you thinking, Vish? Well, I, the one, there's some that stick out to me, and I'll read some of the English translations. Like, for example, on, I believe, the first song, and forgive me if I... Mikey, is it pronounced Chismitin? Yeah. Yeah. The, the opening lyric is, To become a better person, you need to stop being so jealous and insecure. I have observed these qualities, and I'm unimpressed. That, that to me is a little bit of a... It seems to me to be a universal scolding, <laughs> if you will, but it also feels like it's directed at someone or something specific. So things like that stick out to me. And then there's other things like, uh, you know, oh, my love, my heart beats fast when I think of you. I saw you yesterday when you were out walking. Oh, my love, my heart beats fast when I think of you. So there's songs seem seemingly directed at muses, uh, romantic muses, but I think there's also... Uh, songs directed at, uh, I don't know, political figures, perhaps? Uh, I'm not sure. That's where I'm coming from. Du coup, par exemple, dans Chismiten, tu dis, euh, je me rends compte de ton comportement et j'en suis déçu. Éloigne-toi de ce mauvais comportement et de la jalousie. Donc là, à qui tu parles, et dans les chansons plutôt romantiques, où tu dis que ton, que ton cœur s'accélère quand tu penses à la personne, à qui tu parles, et dans les chansons, dans Afrique Victime, la chanson, plus politique, euh, est-ce que tu parles à, des, à un gouvernement euh, Vous avez mélangé beaucoup de questions. Vous m'avez vous posé la question sur Fusmitin et encore sur euh, 
d'autres morceaux jusqu'à arriver à Talatan, euh, Afrique victime. Je ne peux pas, je crois, répondre ouais. à trois personnes immédiates. Donc, je préfère qu'on me pose, si possible, les questions tranche par tranche. Par exemple, de me poser la question sur Afrique victime, je peux répondre après Chismité ou bien quelque chose comme ça. Mais je ne crois pas que je peux répondre par tous les trois là ensemble. Comment je vais faire pour y arriver Okay, Vich, pick a song. Which one first? <laughs> <laughs> He wants me to pick one song to ask about? <laughs> yeah, it's better for me because it's different lyrics. You understand what I mean? The love and politics, it's really different. And then the nostalgia and jealousy, it's very different. I prefer when you're going to ask me, it's better to ask me in one lyrics and then that I'm going to have some idea to answer. I'm sorry about it. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. No, no, I appreciate that. Don't apologize. I apologize for asking complicated questions. But uh, okay, the, I, I'll ask you about two songs. Is that okay? Uh, Whatever. If you if you're gonna ask me for one album or the album, all the album, it's not a problem. Just ask me one by one. It's better for me to just have the idea to. Give okay. You well, before before I ask about specific songs, do you see how the two albums, Afrique Victime? And Alana, the creator, are distinctive in terms of the lyrics. Like, do you feel like one is on a different? Do you feel like they're quite different in terms of what you're conveying with your words? Yeah, I think it's different. Why? Because uh, it's uh, yeah, just a little different. Different. And Africa victim has some some relics different in Ilana, the creator. Because in Ilana, I'm just like uh, I'm just tell the world how how the woman is so right here with a lot of problem, and then yeah, I'm just talk mm -hmm. about something like that and the love too. But here, it's like something very big. It's not just woman. It's uh, that it's Africa, old Africa. And then we have some places when I talk about the jealousy and the love yeah. and the nostalgia and the revelation. That is the different. It's very different, Ilana and the African victim, in my feeling. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So when, with a song like Tala Tanam, when you say, my love, no matter where I go, you're always on my mind. I treasure you. You know, I wonder. I never want to see you in tears. Are you singing to Africa per se, or are you singing to a person? No, that it's that it's that it's love. That it's love. I'm singing for my partner. Okay. Okay. Yeah. One. One. Yeah. One. I, because here we have some big problem. When you are artist, I don't know. Almost it's all in the world. I don't know. I, I can say that. Yeah. But here. We have some little problem with the girl. The 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 girl she prefer you gonna stay just at home <laughs> and then yeah be with her to some places taking some pictures and uh, eating some pizza something like that. Yeah, hang out for what? Yeah, but my job I doesn't have the time for that. And then when I be back in tour, I'm so tired. Maybe I can. I can be like, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm just 
yeah, some time. I'm just doing something like three days, do going hang out with my partner. But I can't do that for a while. I'm tired when I will be back in home. Yeah. And then the girl, she missed that. It's it's weird. You're gonna live. I, I understand that. It's weird. You're gonna live with the person, and then he just has something like in in one year. He just have something like two months. He gonna stay in home. All time he's in the tour. Mm-hmm. The nostalgia it's a lot. Yeah. yeah, and then I'm just write a song to tell her how I respect her, and then how I'm try to support her, and then take my responsibility, and then how I feel she is in my heart. Yeah, and then I write that song. Well, then there's a song like Afrique Victim, the title track, uh, and, and the lyrics are, Africa is a victim of so many crimes. If we stay silent, it will be the end of us. Why is this happening? What is the reason behind this? My brothers and sisters, tell me why this is happening. Is it normal for an artist in your area to be so outspoken politically? Like, you've made a choice to speak out, and I find that compelling. And so I just wonder what compels you to... I assume there's risk involved in speaking out the way you do. And I wonder what possesses you to do that. What inspires you to speak out about problems in Africa? Alors du coup, quand tu... Yeah, je te traduis. Alors, donc... Mais par contre, après, je vois, il y a d'autres chansons comme Afrique Victime, qui est très différent. Euh, qu'est-ce qui a inspiré ça Est-ce que c'est... Est-ce que c'est commun Est-ce que c'est normal pour les artistes euh, nigériens de parler de choses aussi politiques euh, et de dénoncer comme ça euh, sur ce qui se passe j'imagine qu'il y a des risques euh, que tu te mets en danger en faisant ça euh, alors qu'est-ce qui t'inspire de faire ça et de parler des problèmes comme ça oui bien sûr que oui c'est très dangereux le fait de parler et, et dire la vérité sur la France je sais qu'aujourd'hui la vérité est devenue quelque chose vraiment de très effrayant tu vois mais moi je préfère vraiment même s'il y a des risques tu vois ce que je veux dire je préfère affronter ces, ces risques que de croiser les bras je peux rien y faire mais je préfère quand même dire la vérité si c'est à travers la vérité que je vais avoir des problèmes donc ces problèmes il est bienvenu Moi, je peux pas croiser les bras sans rien y dire. Je sais qu'il y a des risques. Je sais que les Français peuvent tout faire. Mais la vérité, c'est la vérité. On est fatigué. L'exploitation... La, 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 France, la France ne fait que seulement moderniser les choses. Elle a dit qu'on est indépendant, mais c'est, c'est faux. On est loin de l'indépendance. Parce que c'est juste... Notre indépendance était écrite juste sur les papiers, mais on est toujours des esclaves modernes. Voilà, moi, c'est ce que je ressens au fond de moi. Avant, euh, s'il s'agit aussi euh, de, de la composition d'Afrique victime, et les autres sont aussi, moi, c'est la nature qui me, qui me, qui me donne les idées à écrire ce que je fais. Donc les chansons, ce ne sont pas seulement des choses dont je peux rentrer dans ma chambre et dire que je vais écrire telle chose. Non, j'écris ça avec des causes. Donc si vraiment les gens sont dans une situation euh, qui, me, qui nous concerne, nous tous, vraiment, là je peux avoir des idées pour écrire quelque chose. 
Et si je suis moi aussi dans une situation d'amour ou bien de la nostalgie ou bien je vois quelque chose là, je vais avoir des idées pour écrire un morceau. Voilà comment je fais mes, mes choses. Yeah, it's dangerous to speak up and say the truth about France. I mean, and that truth has become a scary reality, right? So yeah, I know there are risks involved, but I prefer to, if, at least if I can't do much, uh, at least say the truth. So, and then I welcome the problems that might come with that, honestly. Mm. And I know that there might be some reaction, like from the French government, Uh, but the truth is the truth, and we're tired here. Uh, France is only modernizing its colonialism, and you know the independence that we were promised is on paper, but not real. And what I feel inside me is that we're still modern slaves today. Mm. And so, regarding the writing of the song Effigitim and other songs as well. I would say that what inspires me is seeing nature around me and seeing my environment. I'm not really someone who can like lock himself up in his room and then just come up with something. The the ideas are responses to what I see around me, and in this case, the cause that I saw being in a situation that is affecting a soul uh, in Africa. So that gives me ideas to write. And you know, if I'm myself involved in a situation of being in love, of feeling nostalgia. Uh, that's how I do it. Right. Appreciate that, Penny, and I thank you, uh, Emdu. Um, Micah, can you speak to the distinction that Emdu was just talking about, the, the distinction between Alana the Creator and Afrique Victim from, from your perspective? I, I guess primarily musically on some level, because I do hear some distinctions there, but if you want to speak to the, the lyrical distinctions as well, I'm happy, and, and sort of, I guess, the context of speaking out in your songs, the way Emdu has been. Um, can you speak to those distinctions between the, the, the two records, first of all? So when when we were doing Alana the Creator, we spent a week recording that in the middle of a tour, or towards the end of a tour. And on that tour, we were listening to a lot of ZZ Top and Black Sabbath. And that record was a bit more stylized, kind of uh, in this kind of classic rock or this kind of psych psych rock sort of world and kind of thinking more about it talking with Emdu about it Afrikvik team wanted to shy away from that and it was more of like um, capturing what this band actually is we had toured our asses off and it's important to capture that energy and having these studios uh, multiple studios really allowed to kind of get these guys more comfortable. Emdu is not super comfortable in studios. He feels there's a lot of pressure. And so it's kind of my job. Like, that's my number one job is how do I make them feel comfortable? And so we walk into a studio and that first take is what you hear on the record. We only do one take. And it's kind of my job to take these long jams and turn them into songs. That is remarkable. You only ever do one take of a song? Yet rare. Sometimes we do two, but it's kind of uh, it's usually just one. And so, how much practicing or I guess rehearsal goes into that one take? How many times have you played it before you lay it down? So it's usually like on Afrikvik team, we had toured probably two hundred shows. So those were all of the rehearsals. And then same with Alana, we had we were still in the middle of a tour, a six week tour. So yeah, yeah. I have this rule that if we can't figure it out on tour, then we shouldn't be a band. <laughs> so you would take them on stage 
unreleased songs at that point and and play them and that's where you'd hone yeah, them it, yeah exactly yeah so it's almost never that mdu and us we play a, a song from a, a record like i think there will be some times that we'll play a bunch of Freak Freak team songs but you know mdu is more interested in trying new songs and and working them out on stage wow that's I mean that's that's remarkable. That's that's really cool. Um, do you see a Sonic? So Elana the Creator was kind of te- pegged as a psych rock record, or influenced by psych rock. And you mentioned a couple of the things you'd been listening to. Afric Victim has some, I would say, still very musically sophisticated and busy arrangements, but there seem to be less. There are songs anyway with less of that kind of supercharge. Would would you agree with that? I think yes and no. I think that that idea of not trying to stylize it or stylizing it a bit less kind of, you know, we really wanted to capture the band. Yeah. And that's really what Afrique Feek Team is. But on the other hand, there's a lot of electronic a- elements on this record. There's a lot of programmed drum machines. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. um, program blasts. There's like, uh, you know, more sonic elements, which... For me, that's my bread and butter, and I I'm so happy that MDU's receptive and and interested in that stuff. Yeah, what's the significance of the footsteps that begin and end the record? I I think that's what I'm hearing. Am I am I hearing things? Do I need to go to the doctor? <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Uh, so yeah, that's that's all recorded in in Niger. It's it's Ahmadou, the rhythm guitarist. He's walking from the starts walking from the right to the center and then the record ends for him walking out from the center to the left and i think that it's interesting that we listen to music differently over here than how people in west africa listen to music and the way they listen to music is it's a song you know you listen to a song on your phone and not really an album and so we kind of wanted to experiment and i kind of wanted to show them like you could tell some sort of story or some sort of sonic journey from beginning to end. And and this is a way we can do it. We can capture these field recordings that I did in Niger and kind of tie it back through the album. I see. Okay, so it's it's a narrative device on some level. It is, yeah. Yeah. Now, one of the things I've picked up on is uh, on the new record is this blend of devotional songs uh, devotional in the sense of you know I think songs directed at uh, God but also songs directed to love interests uh, partners uh, and then there's also this uh, very angry sort of tone when it comes to the political situation uh, in Niger I'm curious what do you make of what Mdu is singing about and writing about on this record um do you have a sense of where it comes from do you do you converse about those things with each other i just i wonder if you can give us a sort of a window into his his mindset uh, with this batch of songs yeah i think there's definitely on afrique team way more of a conversation that we had with these lyrics i think like you mentioned you know there's definitely a risk with a lot of these these things that mdu's saying and there's a risk also you know him singing about some of these leaders that maybe in the U.S. or North America were seen as villains, but in Africa they're seen as heroes. And it's definitely an interesting thing to talk to Mdu about and kind of hear where he's coming from on all this stuff. And there's way more of that on Afrique Feek team than Alana. I think Alana was, in a lot of ways, a darker record, sonically speaking and just kind of lyrically speaking, 
in just in terms of there's kind of a more insular thing happening. There's less of the band involvement. Um, you know, these were songs that we had all worked on together on tour, but we didn't really talk about. And it was important for me to have this conversation with Emdu, especially as a producer and playing with him for so long. It's I should kind of get in his head a bit. Yeah. No, that's that's fascinating in itself. Yeah, that's interesting. I know you collaborated with Will Oldham and Matt Sweeney on the Superwolves a record. You played on, I believe it's three songs. How did that collaboration uh, come about? How did you end up working with the Superwolves? Big, uh, I'm going to say it for the beginning. Like, uh, Matt Sweeney, he's a big fan for us. And then he supports uh, M. Dumokhtar band a lot. And then I'm very, very happy to meet him. And someday he just asked, um, he just write to Mikey and said he need us to play like in his record, and then that surprised me. I was very very happy about it. And then, yeah, it's just that the beginning. We was in the studio with him and play doing some repetition, and then yeah. But it's I'm very happy to play with him. And then it's something like, uh, yeah, it, he he surprised me to ask me like to play in his record. It's something so big for me, something I can forget forever. Nice. Yeah, Mikey, can you speak to the Superwolves collaboration? I was just asking uh, Mdu about um, how did, he mentioned that uh, uh, it, it sort of was facilitated through you and and Sweeney. Um, but can you elaborate upon that connection and also what you made of it? Uh, their working methods versus maybe yours <laughs> as a band? Yeah, totally. Yeah, we're we're all big fans of that Superwolf, the first Superwolf record and, and now the new record. And that first Superwolf record we listened to all the time on tour. And I think everyone, it kind of spoke to everyone in different ways. And so befriending Matt and Will was such a big honor and we did a track with them uh, I think it was in 2018 and it was so much fun to to just kind of sit in the studio with them that you know we said let's do it again and and when Matt sent me an email of you know do you guys want to play on this record uh, it was such an honor for all of us what did you make of the songs that you ended up I guess I, I I'm not sure how these songs came about I have a sense of how uh, Sweeney and Will work together in terms of, you know, one of them will invariably come up with a musical bed and Will is usually entrusted with, I think, 90% of the time coming up with the melodies, the vocal melodies and the lyrics. But like a song like Hall of Death, which I cannot, it is in my mind all the time. Uh, you know, I've been living with the Superwolves record a long time and uh, it's just always in there. And I think it's a beautiful musical arrangement is that something you guys kickstarted in terms of the, the the sound of that song, or uh, you know you know where I'm coming from? I think I just wonder how these collaborations came about, given that you each have distinctive working methods. Can you speak to that? Like how did like, if you want, we can focus in on on Hall of Death. Like how did that come about? So Hall of Death was a lot of Ahmadou Badassan, the the MDU's rhythm guitarist, and respectfully a, an amazing lead guitarist as well. He's kind of one of those people that always has a guitar in his hands like always playing always kind of warming up his fingers and he was just kind of playing this and Matt was sitting with him and they kind of 
wrote this little um, riff together and that became the basis of the song and so I think it would be unfair to kind of not you know uh, Matt and Will very aware of uh, Ahmadou's involvement but kind of for the rest of the world to know that you know this was Ahmadou who kind of jump started that tune the rhythm is is a very Tuareg thing and Suleiman the drummer you know can just kind of come in with with his uh, drum part and then the rest of us came in with with our own parts and harmonies and and, um, different chords and such so very collaborative process Uh, I mean it's amazing all the work that you've done uh, with Superwolves and and on your own records it's all it's all excellent. I'm gonna, Mikey. I, I know it's hard to foretell what future plans uh, c- can possibly be in this current landscape. Uh, you are a band that we've, as we've discussed, you you tour. When you tour, you tour very hard. Do you have a sense of what's next for Emdu Mokhtar at this point? Well, we're hoping by the fall we will be able to hit the road again and pretty hard. Um, I think we're all itching to get back on the road. We're also talking about working on some new music and. I think uh, we've all been playing with the idea of doing the next record in Niger, um, bringing a bunch of gear there and and recording it. Where I forget, I, I I don't have it in front of me. Where was Afrique Victim primarily recorded? So it was recorded at a bunch of different studios. It was recorded in L.A. in Amsterdam. There's um, parts of it that were from Niger. There's some that are done in my apartment in New York, and some backstage stuff. I see sound checks, hotels. You know, given how this conversation started, where Emdu was talking about how things are very bad, does it not give you pause to go there? I'm just curious. Like, does it not give you pause, this notion of making the record there at this point, when, you know, terrorism is is a real going concern and something to be worried about? I mean, totally. I think the last time I was there, I couldn't even really get out of the capital. It was, it was too dangerous. Um, we were, Ahmadu and I were trying to figure out do we smuggle me on a bus? Do we put me in the car and just hide me until these sketchy parts finish? And then kind of, I could sit back in, in a seat. And it was just too confusing to figure out that everyone just came to the Capitol. And as of right now, the Capitol's, um, you know, pretty safe. Hmm. And we're just kind of judging and kind of taking it day by day on that. But it's definitely a bummer not to be able to go to these amazing parts of Niger safely and um, definitely a concern, but I think the the uh, positives outweigh the negatives, and you know definitely will not put anyone in danger. But we're going to see how things progress there in the next year or so. Okay. Now, given that uh, uh, you know that you're you're something of a f- organizer, facilitator, I'm going to ask this question of you and and spare Mdu uh, the torture of telling me where people can learn more about M. Du Mokhtar. Uh, can you, Mikey, can you speak to that? If people want to learn more about the band, where would you like to send them? So there's an M. Du Mokhtar Facebook page. I think it's M. Du underscore Mokhtar, or it might just be M. Du Mokhtar. Either way, it'll lead you to an M. Du Mokhtar page. And then there's an Instagram page, which we use a bunch. Um, I think there's a website, com, but I'm not sure how much we use that. But I would say Instagram and Facebook are the best ways. Wait a minute. Are you the are you in charge of stuff? You don't sound like you know anything. I could have just made that stuff up. Do you know <laughs> where do we send people? It, it sounds like it's just Facebook and Instagram is the best bets at this point. Yeah, Facebook and Instagram. I've given up the managerial role, so I don't 
I'm out of the loop on the social uh, media stuff. Um, okay. Although I do handle the Instagram. Okay. Okay. I understood. Well, Amdu, I appreciate this time with you today and that we've connected in such a way. I wonder if we can go out on a song from Afrique Victim. And if so, can you choose one for us? Oui, il y a Vish qui va, à la fin de l'interview, jouer une chanson. Et merci beaucoup pour ton temps aujourd'hui. Merci à vous. De, il va jouer une chanson de l'album. Et du coup, il voulait savoir euh, si tu nous recommandes une chanson en particulier. Bon, j'aime les morceaux euh, Afrique Victime. C'est un morceau que j'aime bien. Et si on me demande deux, là, je peux dire j'aime aussi euh, euh, Talatanam. Aussi, c'est un bon morceau. So first choice is Africa Victim, and if not, Emdu also really loves Talal Tanam. Well, Emdu, you can choose whatever you want, uh, whatever you wish. If you want to go out on Africa Victim, uh, is there a particular reason you chose that one? Pourquoi cette chanson-là? Pourquoi Africa Victim, cette chanson? Euh, parce que je suis trop c'est le message vraiment dont j'aimerais transmettre aux gens. C'est le message qui est vraiment qui est très important pour moi que les gens puissent euh, l'écouter. Because uh, that, yeah, that track has the message that Mbou most wants to transmit to people, and that it's most important to get through. Okay, okay, we'll play it now. This is the title track from the beautiful new album by Mbou Mokhtar. This is Afrique Victim. Mbou, uh, thank you so much for making time for me today. I hope we speak again. And thank you for making it easy, and thank you for all your time. Thank you, guys. Okay, bye bye. Mbou, bye. Okay, bye bye, Mike. Thanks. Bye bye, Mbou. Okay, thank you. Afrique victime de tant de crimes. Si nous nous tîmes, il nous dessine. Me fait d'avoir ma folie. Aïe, tu m'as fait
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Well, I must say, I feel very honored and privileged to have uh, had that conversation with Emdu Mokdar, Mikey, Penny. Thank you all so much for being on this, the 615th episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network and is available wherever you get your podcasts. If you can't find an episode you're looking for, or if you want to learn more about me and also sign up for my monthly newsletter, please visit my website, vishkana.com. You can like Creative Control on Facebook. Follow the show on Twitter at Vish Creative or follow me directly on Instagram and on Twitter at Vishkana. Also, please visit patreon.com slash creative control to make a flexible monthly donation to sustain this podcast. It is the primary source of revenue for this podcast. So uh, your donations at patreon.com slash creative control are greatly appreciated. $6 or more grants you access to exclusive audio and and hopefully visual content and if you're interested in receiving a creative control t-shirt please just message me on patreon once you've made your donation and i'll get you one while supplies last uh thank you thank you very much speaking of thank yous thanks again to the fine alberta record retailer blackbird music which you can learn more about and place special orders at by their website blackbird.ca also thanks to live at masseyhall.com where you can watch beautifully captured concerts by great artists from Canada and beyond. And also thanks to Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton for their in-kind support for this show. Thanks, as always, to my friend Jim Guthrie for letting me use some of his music on the show. You can learn more about Jim and his vast and diverse catalog of sound at jimguthrie.org. And finally, thank you very much for listening to this episode with Emdu Mokdar. Again, what an honor I'm thrilled that this happened. Uh, It was not easy, but we made it look easy. I hope it sounds good. (laughs) I hope it sounds seamless and good. I'm proud of it, and I'm just such a huge fan. So this was a thrill. I hope you enjoyed it. If you're new to the show, please consider subscribing to the podcast and telling your friends about it. Uh, I hope you uh, stop by again if this is your first time. And if you're a longtime listener, thank you very much. You know what to do. I appreciate it. I will talk to you very soon. Bye for now.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.